0: Thank you.
1: This is episode 61 of the Handsome Hockey podcast recorded for you live in Portland, Oregon. It's not going to be live when you get it because it's a podcast, but... Live-ish. Yeah, like, there are people here. We're a live. They're not, well, vaguely. There's also Cat. The Cat is the audience. Yeah, the Cat is the audience. You all are superfluous. The Cat
0: (laughs) is who this is really for. Yeah. She's got really big opinions about, you know, goals per 60. She's rooting for the Panther.
1: She is the impact kitty. Uh, speaking of impact the ripple effects of the kyle beach uh saga and scandal and well let's just you know, we'll call it a scandal story story yeah. uh, it,
0: it, all of those words are perfectly applicable
1: maybe it started as a scandal but now it's a story the fallout continues we don't
0: like that it's still around and we have to talk about it but we we have to talk about it and it's yeah. it's important and uh
1: We don't like that it's that we still have to talk about it, but we didn't want to talk about it at all. We just and that's because we wish it hadn't happened Mm -hmm. or we wish that this would have come out 10 years ago and would have been dealt with by the time we started a podcast and like things would have been better.
0: Yeah. If they hadn't buried it, uh, we wouldn't still be talking about it.
1: But here we are. This round of news regarding kyle beach is that the nhl players association conducted a quote-unquote independent review of their handling of the kyle beach allegations against brad aldrich when they first surfaced and that um surprise
0: they found despite ample evidence to the contrary which they outlined uh that they did nothing wrong
1: they blamed miscommunication as the culprit and that it was not a a curse of systemic and individual failures, but miscommunication.
0: Right. Uh, and then they kind of outline evidence that proves that assertion to be complete bullshit, right?
1: But the report also failed to mention that miscommunication that leads to sexual assault claims uh, against a coach by one of the people whose Sole reason for your existence, a player in the NHL. Your sole existence is to protect this player. Goes completely in an unchecked and uninvestigated. That's the very definition of fucking individual and systemic failure. Right, like, and and the
0: all indications are from the paper trail that we have uh, that people reported this essentially all the way to the top, and it is the director of the nhlpa don fair who essentially failed to act on uh what should be enough credible accusations to act upon
1: this isn't a, a representation of how bad it is like that all of this happened a representation of how bad this news is that it's coming out or like that this report found nothing pierre lebrun one of the most respected journalists in hockey a a a journalist who he's not a captain call out type Mm -hmm. he's not a like this demands change sort
0: fun reporting kind of guy. he
1: writes good stuff but it's like it's high
0: quality but it's usually like friendly it's not usually investigative
1: Pierre LeBrun wrote an article with the headline: "It's time for Donald Fair to orchestrate his exit from the NHLPA."
0: Right, which is amazing. Like that's that's like having Wayne Gretzky call you out the other week. Like, <laughs> you know, it can't agree
1: more. Like, yeah, like it's it's just it, it's a massive amount of ineptitude that let this Kyle Beach situation get to where it is.
0: Exactly. If he had had a you know, an advocate from the union, someone step in like this could have been dealt with so much sooner. There could be fewer victims at fewer of Brad Aldridge's future stops. Like, you know, if someone from the NHLPA had actually stepped up and done the right thing, this would not be what it is today.
1: Uh, and so, yeah, Pierre Lebrun, you're fucking right on this one. It's, it's completely absurd that, really one donald fair somehow kept his job through all of this yeah and like, like if you're a player aren't you saying fuck off buddy like you let this guy get sexually assaulted and then just like let him fade into oblivion and right. for 12 years or 10 years like i would be outraged absolutely and if you're a player like you have to think that there's an election that says, oh, yeah, we're going to not elect you again as the president of this fucking union. But, you know, I, I, I guess not like I. It there was some player outrage that kind of came out when all of this first broke. It seems to have just kind of f- faded away as this story has kind of moved forward. Mm hmm. And well they released
0: word about this right what at Friday afternoon. Right. Of course. Like yeah. if you were going to obfuscate a story, uh that is exactly how you would do it. And you know, the the story is a good example of fucking gaslighting. Like they're telling us this person is guilty and then saying, Oh, and no, I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it is absolutely what we were popularly refer to as gaslighting. Someone in Donald fair who took, was known for taking meticulous notes, uh, allegedly was reported to have, uh, strategically not taken notes when faced with this information.
1: And, um, that's wild, right? Like what a coincidence.
0: Yeah. What a coinky dink it.
1: Yeah, I, I guess what we're saying here is that not enough heads have rolled. Not yet, no. yet,
0: And we always knew that there was this NHLPA angle out there. And now that we have really heard about it, okay, well, now there needs to be more consequences there. And that we've not seen any movement on that to date is a huge indictment of the current culture around the NHL.
1: Yeah, really. Anybody involved in this cover up or this miscommunication in the NHLPA needs to be gone. If they aren't already, they sure just, they need to be gone. And we talk frequently on this podcast about hockey moving forward, mm-hmm. and that there is just a group of hockey men like just sitting around keeping the game in this like basement dwelling abode of like shitty mediocrity when it comes to growing the game and growing diversity in the game and growing inclusion in the game. And this is, this is just like the, like one of the more obvious moments of that, right? Like this is Mm -hmm. a group of old dudes burying a story that ruined one player's life. And, Them just like sitting on their mountain of cash, despite the fact that they have, you know, just completely discredited the organization that they have been leading for a decade.
0: Yeah, it's a good uh, piece of evidence towards the existence of the hockey deep state, if you will.
1: Going from the further degradation of the game to the growth of the game. Mm -hmm. the pwhpa i wrote in the script that they released initial uh outlines Uh, they didn't really these are coming from jeff merrick of tsn um and like released
0: through a uh an intermediary who is well respected
1: (laughs) as we talked about last week the pwhpa announced that it was going to move forward without the phf and create a league you know in their own interests that would be self-sustaining from day one and Mm -hmm. would pay living wages etc jeff merrick of tsn uh, released a statement on air and then followed it up with some tweets that says that you know the pwhpa is aiming to start in january 2023 as a Mm. fully functioning league this season is supposed to be 32 games and playoffs and there are going to be six teams spread across the u.s and canada although those cities are yet to be announced. One thing to think about so, the PWHPA and its dream tours throughout the last couple of years have stopped. Or have had support or like coordination with, I think it's 11 different NHL teams. And they've actually played in the buildings of St. Louis and Toronto. So you, you can probably make some educated guesses as to where these teams are going to end up. They're going to be in hockey cities, probably in NHL cities. And they're going to be
0: sharing buildings.
1: Would, that would be nuts. That would be awesome. But we'll see what happens moving forward. But just those two announcements by themselves are great. But you know what? The PWHPA had more. They also cited that there was going to be a minimum salary of 35K for players in the PWHPA, an average salary of 55K. You know what? Those are those are modest improvements in what we had seen previously. Mm -hmm. The PHF is going with a 750K cap this year, and it's and we'll get into this in a little bit. How does that spread out and compare? It's it's not as high on the average. Okay. And there are reports that there's going to be like a salary floor in the PHF as well. But it is going to be short of that 35 k All of these announcements together are a great first step. Obviously, Absolutely. we're going to have to see some real action here as this builds. But it looks like we're about to have two professional women's hockey leagues mm-hmm. in North America
0: both in the sort of six to eight team size, both paying a similar rate. Like this is kind of calling back to the NHL and WHA days. Is it not like, okay, maybe we get a bidding war for players at some point. Maybe we get, you know, the two competing for your hearts and minds and viewership. Like that could be good. That could be bad. We'll We'll see what happens. But yeah, it, it, could grow it the game. sounds
1: like it's just going to be exciting. Yeah, it could grow the game or it could destroy it. We'll see. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Either way or not either way. It's a good thing. No, it's if the game falls apart, it's a bad thing. But I think what this does in the short term, and again, we talked about this last week, but in the short term, this increases competition. And as long as the PWHPA can actually meet these lofty goals that they're setting, it forces the PHF to up their game as well because if they want to keep players in the league you know the Michaela Grant Mentises the Kennedy Marchments if they want to keep those players they have to provide at least a reasonable facsimile of what the PWHPA is offering you know so long as those players are wanted by the PWHPA right
0: yeah it's really interesting to see uh, and we'll get this in a moment uh, but the PWHPA and the PHF kind of take uh, you know similar related moves but squarely kind of focused on each other and uh it's kind of like it's chess they've made one move a piece and we'll see where it pans out from here so the phf also made a pretty significant announcement
1: and the phf either will give you absolutely no information or this like robust word vomit that you have to pick through and find the gems out of apparently somebody's eating gems and then puking i I don't (laughs) that analogy kind of fell apart a little bit but so on wednesday the phf put out a press release about the start of free agency but there was a ton of information in that that single press release yeah Um, it's kind
0: of like passive aggressive communication a little bit yeah you either get nothing or you get all of it
1: yeah it's like read between the lines bitch <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i was like i'll try my best first things first there is no draft this year oh. and free agency starts on may 1st so okay. nine to ten days from now the chatter coming from the players association of the phf is that this increases uh, advocacy for players and uh like allows them to kind of take their career into their own hands okay another thing that was announced is that from now until april 30th players have the ability to resign with their current team so if you are currently on a phf roster you have the next 10 days to get your contract done if you want to if you like i want to be a connecticut whale and why wouldn't you um <laughs> i want to be with the connecticut whale i am going to re-sign with them let's get it done you have until april 30th to do that afterwards it's a free-for-all <laughs> and so not only <laughs> it,
0: <laughs> and
1: not only is it phf players but it's any international player that wants to sign with phf or any pwhpa player that wants to sign with the phf
0: or former college players
1: yes that's a very good point the other key there is that if you have matriculated through college you are a free agent now and you can sign with whoever you want you don't get drafted anymore or at least for this year and you can Hey, you grew up in Boston and the Boston pride want you, but they didn't have the first pick. Well, guess what? doesn't matter. You can sign with whomever you would like.
0: Just imagine a double-sized hungry, hungry hippos. And there's like a small tunnel between them. And one is the PWHPA and one is the, uh, PHF and each one has six hippos or seven or eight in the case of the PHF. We'll see where they land exactly to start the year. Um, and, you know, there's only a couple players going in between, but both are going to be uh, madhouses of activity in yeah. the coming months when it comes to this free agency situation.
1: Somebody is slapping those hippo butts yeah. as hard as possible. <laughs> also, things, things Hungry things Hungry Hippo is like
0: a uh, super underrated game. and Oh, yeah. Also, you know, such a good metaphor for a lot of things in life. Um. Like when you get that first round of Korean barbecue, and like <laughs> you just all six people at the table are just like, "Oh, I'm I, I need the kimchi, I need the you know the little uh, cucumbers. Yeah. Like put it
1: on my all on my plate and leave me the fuck alone." <laughs> the other big announcements really are that uh, two-year contracts will be allowed in the phf for the first time so players looking for that kind of stability and or teams looking to lock down their star players or their franchise players can do so for up to two years now
0: and we don't have like competing information compared to that from the pwhpa yet do we
1: no not at all other developments are players will be given health care Uh, full mental dental vision and parental leave as well as some other things i hear that's a good thing to have as we all know you have to be employed to be able to afford to get sick so thank goodness (laughs) that these players will have this now thank
0: goodness no one without jobs gets sick
1: yeah it's it's the damnedest thing it's it's not so much that they don't get sick it's that they die Mm. yeah um Ah, bummer. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, and then the other big note is that the cap floor uh, has, that was one of the points of contention with the PWHPA was that there wasn't a defined cap floor Mm -hmm. and there wasn't a defined salary floor. So I think it's kind of interesting that now both of these
0: have defined things. Like, maybe that makes their... I don't know, union in the future more likely, like the moves that they've made also make them more similar. And so does that make it easier to unify in the future or does both of them taking steps towards individual growth, make it less likely? It's, it's kind of interesting. It's like, not that they were ever together, but it's sort of like a breakup and then you both kind of grow and then, Oh, maybe you look at each other longingly again.
1: What this really feels like is the phf now knows that it has competition mm-hmm. and in the spirit of competition and to stay competitive they are going to have to start making bigger and better concessions i also feel like the phf has always
0: had the pwhba as kind of existential threat and so has been building on this they're building towards this for several years where i think it's the phf's presence that is pushing the pwhpa to say okay now we're more than just this collection of players with ad hoc exhibition games like now we are a league yeah oh absolutely you know now we will have more roots in cities and you know local presence and all of these things that they didn't really have up to this point Uh,
1: a couple of other women's hockey notes uh the first is that So, I entered the Ice Gardens PHF Fantasy League, and I did pretty well. Um, Yeah. It it turns out that uh, drafting a bunch of whale players was a smart move. Uh, So uh, Draft the
0: pod. Yeah, draft the pod.
1: And uh, so, I took 16th out of 58 entries, which I'm pretty happy with. That's damn Um, good. So, that's
0: what, top? Uh, top, top quarter third. yeah top quarter percentile uh roughly?
1: just about yeah roughly yeah um so yeah i i feel pretty good about this the person who won does analytics for <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the phf so i was like well that's kind of rigged but yeah whatever.
0: that's that's uh a little unfair
1: <laughs> um <laughs> so uh congrats me for uh doing pretty well i'm still pretty pumped about uh down with the vlast sickness as my fantasy team that was pretty good um but even bigger news is angela james is going to be named as the gm of the toronto six this comes as uh news came out when on her turf the nbc women's sports blog interviewed john boynton who is the chairman of the phf and you know all around turd it sounds like also
0: investor in uh Russian-owned
1: Yandex. He's chairman of fucking Yandex, who has been accused of suppressing truth in Russian media. Oh,
0: funny. Yeah, he's, no. a,
1: he's a gem. Rich people. Yeah, those. <laughs>
0: Always just the best of
1: us. Like, I'd love to be one, but uh, I'd also yeah, like to, to, to be... Yeah, just to show like, that we could
0: be fucking better at it. Yeah,
1: I'd love to be really good at being rich. That'd be fucking great. And But, like, really good, I mean, like, not putting money in an offshore account that can't be yeah, touched be like, by the IRS. I'd be like
0: jeff bezos's ex-wife yeah like, she, like oh i came into this money i'm gonna give it mostly away yeah. and uh, also retain plenty to live an opulent life like it, yeah it know,
1: turns out you can give away when you have like 400 billion dollars you can give a ton of it away and still live real well exactly that, yeah
0: that part to me is ridiculous
1: i'm starting to think that elon musk might be tastier than jeff bezos though
0: yeah Bezos might be too ripped now he might not have that nice like fan content to render down yeah in, in the smoker
1: uh or um, on the spigot
0: yeah spit you mean yeah Spig- spigot yeah. is uh water yeah we keep a spigot next to the spit in case of
1: emergency well I mean you could like put him on no that's kind of like waterboarding we don't want to do anything like that never mind yeah spit we'll go with spit um anyways <laughs> <But> t-
0: <laughs> we we draw the line at waterboarding while we're talking about killing and eating them, you know, uh, yeah, eat the rich, <laughs> but don't torture them.
1: No, just kill them. It's fine. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, we're, we're we do better than like hog farms and cattle operations,
1: just barely. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, we set up a, uh,
1: we don't do anything. We're not doing any raising. We're just waiting for people to get rich, and then we're going to eat them. <laughs> anyway, so Angela James is the <laughs> GM of the Toronto Six, and uh, this comes as uh, as <laughs> as I was kind of saying. So John Boynton pointed out that the sale to Angela James and her conglomerate has actually not been finalized yet. Okay, uh, but yeah, this is
0: reported. It's yeah. not.
1: But in the interim, Angela James is going to be named the GM of the Toronto Six. And we also heard that uh, our our old pal, Digit Murphy, is now <laughs> like way up in BTM Partners, which is the company that used to own the six but owns the Pride and the Rivs and is John Boynton and Joanna Boynton's mm. company. Uh, yeah. Um, She's
0: really like risen to the top
1: like like scar. It turns out transphobia works um and <laughs> i mean
0: she is a you know re- respected hockey person outside of the transphobia but uh, it seems like there is a through thread of people that are willing to excuse the transphobia that uh you know and defend really yeah a- a- keep pushing her to higher and higher authority uh, it- while jettisoning well-meaning people like anya packer and and Uh, her entire uh, staff underneath her Uh, so
1: yeah the ribs are building from the ground up at this point like right which is crazy their entire packer's wife still on the team well we'll see (laughs) yeah free agency is on may 1st but i mean if madison packer resigns swear to god it really
0: seems like the second that soroya tinker left that team they went the complete other way i don't think that canary in the coal mine i don't
1: yeah i don't think that's fair though because i think anya Packer tried really hard like the black rosy jerseys are incredible sure i think anya Packer tried really hard but she might have been like holding the walls up as they were collapsing Mm -hmm. and then finally got out
0: that's kind of the impression i'm getting
1: yeah uh that's actually, that might be one of the big storylines is, of the next couple of weeks is, does Madison Packer re-sign with the Riv? Or maybe
0: they go as a package deal somewhere else.
1: Maybe. We'll see. I wouldn't be upset if she
0: signed with the Whale. I bet it wouldn't be Boston.
1: <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Angela James being the GM of the Toronto Six is super cool. Uh, seeing... Toronto Six
0: just get sixier.
1: Yeah, as. Uh, <laughs> as yeah as soon as the boytons get their fucking meaty little paws off of that team it'll be so much better
0: sure but uh they at least are one of the more exciting interesting teams in the league they've got absolutely super fun players including our Soraya tinker and uh you know they put a super fun product on the ice this year so they definitely have our attention
1: moving back to the men's game um And also to uh, like snack foods.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, A Canucks fan at Rogers Arena threw a hot dog onto the ice in front of Phil Kessel during a seven to one route of the Coyotes, which is becoming, uh, unfortunately for them, more and more common these days.
1: Well, all their best players are hurt. Yeah.
0: And or traded away. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, not only did this dickhead do that, he filmed himself doing the whole thing, the buying and the throwing, um, a, who throws a hot dog?
1: (laughs) This fucking clown.
0: Like, come on that. We keep that joke alive, but also that joke is old as fuck. (laughs) Like (laughs) also Phil Kessel is, uh, at this point, soon to be your all time, uh, continual games played leader. Like, he's not a player to sneeze at what has phil kessel done to anybody exactly besides <laughs> be a just upstanding gentleman and like go see his teammates in the uh, the medical room after games
1: like yeah he's a good dude and a good hockey player and people are just like oh well he's not in nhl shape so i gotta crap all over and him it's like which is
0: complete bullshit he's, he's got like, a bunch of cops fuck off well and the other thing is like i feel like this st- Part of this whole point, like, always gets thrown under the bus is, like, actually, he is in NHL shape. He's always been, like, one of the top skaters on his teams. And, like, his actual, like, skating speed metrics are good. Uh, He just doesn't look like it. He just has, like... He looks a like funky stance and a weird demeanor, and like you know, he just doesn't
1: care. That's the thing. Like well, he, I think he does care. He's well, a, no, he, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't care about like what some fucking schmuck in Vancouver thinks about. Yeah, he doesn't he, sort he, he of just care wants, what he looks like. Yeah, he just wants to play hockey and be <laughs> a good guy. Like <laughs> he just and, wants like, to fish. But we're just like. <laughs> phil castle makes me poo it's like it's the <laughs> dumbest
0: stupidest thing so i imagine you were doing your uh, impression of the toronto media who i, yeah. I kind of wonder if this was a, a a false flag job by a toronto media member like they want to distract from the fact that their team is about to collapse in the playoffs again and uh you know they just want to want to put phil kessel and hot dogs back on the radar like that that's where this in- originates from was uh, a member of the toronto media talking about phil kessel and a hot dog stand near his apartment as the reason why the, <laughs> the leafs weren't winning um and uh yeah this is just like stupid hilarious disrespectful uh kind of a testament to what kind of bullshit the nhl refs and linesmen have to deal with in terms of crowd control like oh i got to pick up a fucking frankfurter now
1: i'm throwing a hot dog when you're refing someday
0: so we got nets around the rink
1: not everywhere i'll put it through the hole in the door the the penalty kill door
0: also wasn't that hot dog like 14 to 16 dollars
1: in vancouver 25 i mean 25 american yeah, yeah probably good lord man like
0: fuck like it was it was also it looked like it was like a foot longer like it was a big big hot dog why would you well the camera why would you upsize <laughs> why would you upsize your fucking hot dog to throw it on the ice like uh because you want to make an impression
1: i hope this dude gets banned from vancouver games for the rest of his life
0: oh me too but my guess is he wasn't already a fan because he fucking knew that that was a likelihood when he filmed his face doing it.
1: Well then ban him from all NHL games, whatever. Like that would be the real kisser. Yeah. He's like
0: a fucking Montreal fan that was on. I mean, maybe he's a Toronto fan that was on vacation. And I also kind of think that the ref that picked it up was probably like, well, the only thing this has touched is ice. So I think it's still a good hot dog.
1: Yeah, he probably set it in the bench and was like, oh, I'll come back for this later.
0: No, yeah, he was like, found an arena guy. I was like, can you get me some condiments?
1: Yeah. some Is relish big in Canada? I don't know.
0: I actually don't know what Canadians I, put on their hot dog. Yeah. I assume ketchup, for which you can be.
1: I'm actually uh, kind of surprised that hot dogs giz- exist anywhere outside of the U.S. Like, they're oh, trash. They,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, it's it's a sausage. And uh, the quality no. of a sa- no, 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 and no, the quality no, no. of a no, sausage no, can be no,
1: no, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shame you for a second. A hot dog is not a sausage. If
0: you go get a bougie hot dog, it's closer to a sausage than a hot.
1: Then dog. it's not a hot dog; it's a sausage.
0: Sure. I mean, have we found another layer to the is the hot dog a sandwich conversation? Is is a hot dog if a sausage? If you think a hot
1: dog's is a sandwich, you're wrong. But <laughs> but it's meat between two buns fuck off with your logic i don't i don't need it what's next math fuck you uh like no like it's the next ban conversation in florida (laughs) oh jeez they're gonna uh never mind they're gonna ban joey chestnut um (laughs) i I don't understand the desire to do something like this like is that how you enjoy your day right and it was obviously sort of premeditated absolutely because it was a
0: bad joke taken too far not funny uh and like yeah it, it it's one thing to make jokes about phil Castle and hot dogs it's another thing to be a shitty fan and execute that joke and yeah i don't know fans should not interfere with the game no but yeah as uh, midwesterners That get concerned when any other human like around us hasn't eaten or like maybe has, you know, we don't know. We assume they're hungry. So we cannot condone such food waste as throwing a Frankfurter upon the ice at a hockey game. If a goalie have picked up that hot dog, maybe they could have kept it on top of the uh, net as a snack. If it Um, had
1: gone towards the net and the goalie picked it up and put it on. Does that count as a save? (laughs)
0: Uh, i would say absolutely um speaking of but but there also might be some steroids in that hot dog
1: (laughs) oh god the futility and ineptitude of the ncaa never impresses me
0: uh it's yeah it's kind of like that anchorman joke like what? You ate all the cheese and you pooped in the fridge? I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Like, they just fall over themselves to fuck up further and further, especially as they become like less powerful and less revel- relevant.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, what we're talking about here is so, Dryden McKay recently named the Hobie Baker winner. Not uh, the winner of the best goalie. Not the best goalie in hockey, but as a goalie, the best player in college hockey.
0: Which is sort of a. Uh, lifetime achievement award is how it was sort of handed out to him
1: Uh, and deservedly. So he had a a wonderful career and was, you know, given a Hobie Baker because of it. Uh, He also just got suspended from the NCAA for six months for having an illegal substance in his body. Which is funny because
0: he's a graduating senior and uh, he
1: gone and they knew about it in February it was connected to his olympic participation
0: yeah he was a uh, some sort of an
1: alternate he was an alternate uh yeah he was an alternate for the u.s team so they knew about it in february were like la, la 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 i cover my eyes i don't see it and then as soon as he was done they like opened their eyes and were like you're suspended <laughs> but the shame other- on you the
0: other wrinkle being that it does look like this was just sort of a tainted supplement that he took because he i mean as a lot of athletes do after this is like okay this was must have been a tainted supplement here's all my pills and they tested all of his shit and they found a tainted supplement with the trace amount of whatever it was that he tested for which was lower in the trace amount in his body than could have been a competitive advantage yeah so like a why fucking do it at all the guy kind of successfully defended himself b why game manage quote unquote your penalty to be like after the fucking thing is over like it's kind of like when someone punches someone else in the handshake line after a game and you like give them penalties on that game card like okay it's over but uh, you're still you're bad. Yeah. Like, oh, this sort of counts. But no, it doesn't.
1: Yeah. I don't. I I I hate this. <laughs> I hate the NCAA and all of the hypocrisy it stands for. Right. This is just it's completely asinine. Like there's there's zero reason for this. Right. Other it, than like tainting a dude's character.
0: Yeah. It's like. Congrats on that ugh. Hobie Baker buddy. Also, fuck you. Yeah. Here's a.
1: Picture of a boner, like I don't, like, like I, I don't know why this doesn't make any sense. Like I, I'm so frustrated by it that I just kind of want to move on. But it's like I, like I don't have words to express the stupidity and just like complete unnecessary meanings of this.
0: Yeah, we're not mad, but we're irate.
1: Yeah. So Carey Price played hockey. Um, he back. Yeah. Uh, this is a happy story this that is we can a cleanse our thoughts with
0: and uh cutely when he was backing up in a game immediately after he played uh ov gave him some dabs on the bench and said what's up dude yeah the other thing is mark andre 3000 mark andre fleury lefleur says he's gonna play another year now that he's on a you know stanley cup competitive team uh wonder if they resign him wonder where he goes next you know he, he Wonder if Vegas needs him. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> uh, I have a hard time believing he'll go back to Vegas.
0: After the way they did him?
1: Yeah. And know, with I, the emergence of Tristan Jari, I don't think he needs to go back to Pittsburgh. So, hey, maybe Minnesota is a good fit for him.
0: Yeah. Or he could go back to Chicago, but also Minnesota to Chicago, not that far away.
1: Um, and also if you're looking for one last run at the cup, I'm going to guess Chicago's not your best spot next year.
0: No, but r- rumor has that he like moved his family there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they offered him a front office job or something.
1: So Buffalo sucks, right? Well, do they suck this year? I think they're just bad this year. I don't think they suck. Yeah. There's signs for hope. Montreal sucks. <laughs> well, but
0: also, Anybody that expected something out of Montreal this year was like delusional.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like Montreal sucks, Arizona sucks. If you Seattle sucks. Expected
0: nothing out of Buffalo this year, you would probably be pleasantly surprised this year.
1: Yeah. They are I think they're sitting on like seventy-one points, which is not good, but not forty-five points or whatever the the And they're Yotes definitely have.
0: on the upswing. I mean they're you know this is a weird part of the season it's hard to know what to attribute to wins but they've had some huge upsets in terms of teams that they've beaten recently they've beaten basically every good team in the east at least once um and you know you, you never know how much the good teams are coasting going into the playoffs um but still buffalo seems to be playing they well. sure as fuck aren't they're playing you know, they're playing for each other. They're, they're playing good hockey. And, uh, yeah, the, we bring this up to talk about Tage Thompson, uh, who has 35 goals, which is more than Jack Eichel ever scored in a season for Buffalo.
1: It's pretty funny. Let's just say it's pretty funny. Um, part of the reason that for that stat is injury. Uh, but yeah, Tage Thompson looks like he's here to stay. He might be a fantasy keeper next year. He might be.
0: Uh, Rasmus Dahling, up to 50 points in the year. Uh, there's some serious talent on that team. If Jeff Skinner can either get traded or still be Jeff Skinner next year, like that could be nice. Um,
1: yeah, he had a nice year. He's, uh, what, like 33 goals or something like that? Yeah, like he's still goals? not a...
0: 9 million dollar player. No,
1: not at all. But, but he he rebounded very well this year. Yeah.
0: So they're going in the right direction. And it's nice to see some some good seasons from some guys as they, you know, start to turn it around.
1: We've got two things left and they are definitely on the opposite sides of the fun spectrum. Uh we're going to get the the kind of crumb bummy stuff out of the way first. Uh Islanders legend Mike Bossy passed away earlier this week. The Islanders have lost a number of legends in 2022, Mm -hmm. but None of them really surpasses Mike Bossy, who is, if I remember correctly, still the career NHL leader in goals per game at like an absurd like (laughs) 0.726 or something like that. Jesus Christ. Like, like, come on.
0: Yeah. Um, He died at 65 from a uh, long term illness. I think he had cancer. He had cancer. He was sort of like the pre-Gretzky to Wayne Gretzky. Maybe the like Isaiah Thomas to Michael Jordan, the predecessor to someone that gets a whole lot more accolades coming, you know, immediately past like uh, Gretzky's Oilers first lost to the Islanders in the Cup final, and then got over beating them in the Cup final the next year. He played his whole ten-year career with the Islanders and let them t- led them to four cups. Uh, he was a perennial All-Star. He was the this is my favorite stat. He was the only player to record four game-winning goals in one playoff series.
1: That's pretty gnarly. Uh, He also had three consecutive hat tricks (laughs) at one point. Jesus Christ. Uh, He also, uh, he has the most consecutive 50-goal seasons in a row, which is nine. Guy played 10 years.
0: Which uh, somebody named Alexander
1: may have just equaled, no? No, it's consecutive 50 goal seasons. Ovechkin and Gretzky both have the same amount of 50 goal seasons, but Bossy had 9 consecutive
0: ones. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Yeah, his only season in the NHL without 50 goals was his last one in which he only had 38 in 63 games. <laughs>
0: um only. with only. a
1: with a destroyed back. Um Yeah, so he won the
0: Calder his rookie year, and then just like didn't stop dominating, basically. He won a Conn Smythe, he won three Lady Bings, and he was a deadly five-hole shooter. Uh, He would always shoot five-hole, and that was just his thing.
1: Also, he would have won the Rocket Richard twice uh, had it been a trophy at that point. It was not awarded as of yet. He, unfortunately, lived and played in the same era as like Guy Lafleur and Wayne Gretzky, who dominated the heart, trophy Mm -hmm. competition for a long time so he never actually won a heart but probably should have (laughs) along
0: the way somewhere
1: his numbers are completely absurd it's 1126 points in 752 games wow just stop uh he also (laughs) had 160 (laughs) points in 129 playoff games
0: you can argue (laughs) that he's he's who put the Islanders and Long Island on the hockey map, and really, you know, form the foundation of the lore and story of that team.
1: He's obviously another one of these guys we talked about the passing of Dale Chuck early on in our podcasting career, mm-hmm. uh, as somebody who like we know was this force, but just played in an era prior to our like hockey cognizance, and so we don't have firsthand memories of Mike Bossy as a player we can only really look at stats and you know watch old grainy hockey footage which <laughs> i mean granted is awesome but like we don't have these like personal collect- connections to mike bossy but just like with dale Howerchuk's passing you can read the outpour of like hockey greats saying oh no this dude was the best yeah mm-hmm. and realize the impact that he had in his career you know, which was only 10 years, like he had back injuries that prevented him from playing uh, after after his 10th season. And he just kind of hung him up. And so maybe didn't have the impact that we would have seen had he played another five years or whatever.
0: Yeah, I sort of talked about him being like the Gale Sayers of the NHL a little and, bit.
1: And it's an, an extremely apt comparison, you know, somebody whose career was obviously cut short um, but had a massive impact in that their time mm-hmm. and you know it, it's it's a sad passing for the the world of hockey that that Mike Bossy's life has also been cut short
0: hearts go out to his family the fans and everyone else affected by his passing
1: and so with that we're going to leave on a much happier note
0: mm-hmm. we're going to do some karaoke
1: uh, I got some songs lined up. This wasn't part of the deal. The, no. I didn't tell you. I edited out all the singing. Ugh. Unless it's by Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to play the clip. Um, it's Can probably proprietary rights of somebody's at this point. But it's like 12 seconds long. Yeah. So Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris were filmed singing Mr. Brightside a little sloppily. Uh, we'll Report, say.
0: Reports are. That uh, it was quite off key.
1: Yes. And also maybe a little beer infused.
0: I mean, this was a move straight out of like the old NHL. Yeah. I absolutely love. Like this was like something almost to honor Mike Bossy in a
1: weird way. Yeah. Like Ottawa played a game and then Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris went out and had beers at a bar where there was a band playing and they sang a rather poopy rendition of Mr. Brightside. Their singing caliber is besides the point, though. The point is... It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. The
0: band wasn't off-key. Yeah. And you could tell everyone was having a great time.
1: Yeah. And then, like, people came out and were like, oh, they obviously don't care. I'm like, eat poop.
0: Yeah. They're not playing the next day.
1: Yeah. Just leave them alone. Even if they are. They're professional athletes. You think they don't have means of getting that shit out of their system? Like... If you have a rest day the next day, who gives a fuck? If you saw this video... And were upset by the fact that two hockey players <laughs> went out and had beers. You're a curmudgeon.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Go
1: back to your cave, hang out with the bats and the stalactites, and just leave us alone. Well,
0: you know, we celebrate weirdos. There are a whole lot of people that celebrate fucking conformity and being, you know, Connor McRobot. Like it. That's a bummer. Yeah. It. it Conor McDavid would be a whole lot more exciting if those people didn't exist and didn't build the box that he built himself
1: to fit into. That he was trained to fit into. Right.
0: He was probably genetically engineered to fit into. Let's be honest that this is what Canadian military science
1: has been up to. (laughs) After they bombed the Baldwin house, they They got the Baldwins. (laughs) all right uh that's gonna be it for us today thank you so much for listening you can find us all over the internets at handsomehockey.com handsome hockey podcast on instagram at handsome hockey on twitter handsome at gmail.com if you are a millennial and would like to email us <laughs> and finally the handsome hockey facebook page if you are in the metasphere I don't know what to follow this up with. That was that was an awkward pause that I'm going to leave in here. You, just uh, I mean, well, you
0: you nailed that perfectly too. Yeah. Like, and also we don't have a second half of this anymore. So I,
1: I yeah, that's true. It's kind of like a it's kind of a we've we've made the the ending kind of a one person gig.
0: Yeah, we should split this up, and then it's less of a handful.
1: Okay. Well,
0: and then n- not now, but maybe in the future.
1: Well, yeah, I wasn't going to do it now. I was just going to say, hey, stay handsome, everybody.
0: Restez beau ou tout le monde.